Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Maradero and Sean Starr. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Marinero, Sean Starr, 13 weeks of NFL football almost in the books with one game left, and that is the Baltimore Ravens and the Dallas Cowboys, which we'll get to at the end of the show. This is the Sick Podcast. You can listen to us on all social media platforms, including following our Instagram page by viewing us and listening there at the Sick Podcast. Sean Starr, how you doing, bud? What's up, brother? Good to see you. Good to talk NFL football for you, man. I'm pretty excited. We have some big-time guests to announce soon. We'll keep you abreast of all that information. And yeah. I'll remind you, as Tony did, listen, I'm not lying to you. When I tell you we have massive NFL guests coming up in the next week, make sure you go to our Facebook page, at the Sick Podcast. Like that page. Tell your friends about it. And that's where you're going to get all the latest news as Tony and I continue to go after the NFL season. A lot of cynics, a lot of critics, as cynical and as critical as you can be of a team that was 11-0 going into last game, believe that the Pittsburgh Steelers had won some games based on luck, believe that the Pittsburgh Steelers were given the benefit of a very weak schedule and took advantage of some very bad teams, and the Pittsburgh Steelers had a hard time versus teams with a losing record. They would just get by. What had to happen, Sean... On Monday Night Football happened, the Washington football team surprised the Pittsburgh Steelers, yeah. and the Steelers being undefeated is no more. Here's Roethlisberger. Coming near side, tipped in the air, and it's intercepted by Washington. John Bostic picked it out of the air. That's crazy. I mean, I mean, how much do you think they were inspired by what the Giants did in Seattle on Sunday afternoon? I mean, the Seattle Seahawks were minus 700 on the money line. I mean, good grief. That's never supposed to happen. And yet it did. And they did it with Colt Bleep and McCoy. And you're telling me Washington wasn't inspired by that? 100% they were inspired by that to get the five wins uh, going to Heinz Field and taking care of business with Pittsburgh. I'm not really surprised, though. I'm not going to say that, you know, Washington's win on the road uh, yesterday was predictable. But if you had to ask me, that was the weak spot. I, I really do think that the, the, the whole COVID situation, that debacle with the Baltimore Ravens, practicing who's got COVID they don't have COVID Ravens have COVID you're playing you're not playing yada 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 I think it took a toll on them I really do and they weren't sharp last week and I think it was evident again with the amount of drops that they had and Mike Tomlin the head coach called them out rightfully so you know Pittsburgh at 11 and 1 uh, honestly doesn't look like an 11 and 1 team should look like you know like Kansas City 11 and 1 they look like really like 11 yeah. and 1 Pittsburgh I don't know. Like, I'm not inspired by the Pittsburgh Steelers here. You talked about drop passes seven uh, during the game on Monday Night Football versus Washington. And leading the league in drop passes, that's usually kind of odd, too, because a team that will have, will lead the league in drop passes shouldn't be tied for first overall in the league. At least you wouldn't think so. But we've been talking about their good receivers, their athletic receivers, their very good receiving core. I'm a little bit surprised by this stat, Sean. Yeah, as am I, really. And look, I mean, we saw kind of warning signs last week against Baltimore. And then eventually, you know, once they got back at it against Washington and Chase Claypool for, you know, as much as everybody loves this guy with his four touchdown game. And, and he's a great story. I mean, uh, even in, in, in Canada, uh, he is, you know, he's basically the, the nation's number one wide receiver at this point for what he's done with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, but he also dropped balls. 
uh, but not at the rate that we've seen the sloppiness from the Pittsburgh Steelers, who also, I think, you know, had a kind of a predictable game plan. They couldn't run the ball against Washington, and a lot of credit to that uh, football team's defense and how, uh, how solid and consistent they've been really all year. And Alex Smith, not only is, is he a, an inspiring story right there with Ron Rivera battling and fighting through cancer, not missing a beat, playing the teams, winning for him. I mean, it's, it's hard not to be inspired by both of those guys if you play with them. And you know, Tony, as well as anybody else, that the, the NFC East is hot garbage. It's wide open. So here you have the perfect mix of, of inspiration and the fact that it's, it's, it's any team's division at this point. Well, maybe not the Eagles, but uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. Sean, I'd be remiss if I didn't say a quick word on Alex Smith here, but the uh, the camera zooms in on his ankle, of course, and you see uh, some red marks on his on his uh, on his socks. You can tell that his he's bleeding. His ankle is bleeding. Two years of, I don't know, 20 plus surgeries and leg infections and ankle infections. And, you know, every reason in the world to call it quits after you've been in the league for 13 or 14 years and you've made the money you made. Man, what a what a story of determination this guy is! No kidding, the, the guy almost lost his life, man. He had a he had a he had a bacterial infection that almost cost him his life—a life-threatening injury. Incredible. Off of off a leg, they were talking possible amputation. I mean, you were talking like worst-case scenario, and this guy gets punctured by a cleat mark yesterday. I mean, it was crazy to see, and the guy didn't even didn't even flinch. And you know what else I loved about Alex Smith's game? Uh, just before the half. He ran off to the sideline with the ball with no time left. The referees actually had to stop the clock. They made a mistake. And then it gave the Washington team three points, charitable three points. And I think they kind of ran with it right after that and and handed Pittsburgh their first loss of the season. One of the best stories in the National Football League this season, without a doubt. I mean, that's why these guys are where they are. I mean, they're wired differently. They can put their body through pain that nobody else can. And, um, they, you know, they're just, they're so competitive. It's an amazing story. Speaking of competitive, well, now there's competition for the starting quarterback spot with the Philadelphia Eagles. There's been a lot that has been said about this Eagles team that should have won what looked like a very weak division, especially after Dak Prescott went down with an injury. Um, the offensive line and all the different combinations they've had on offense, the receivers and whether or not they had the best receivers in the game, the coach and whether or not he was, um, you know, a competent coach in Doug Peterson. Something had to give in Philadelphia. We know what it is. It's Carson Wentz's starting job. He just lost it to Jalen Hurts. I can't believe Doug Peterson is pulling the trigger at this time. I think, you know what it does for me? It just brings home the point that I don't think Doug Peterson's that good of a football coach. He's starting Jalen Hurts, who they drafted in the second round against the New Orleans Saints. Granted, they're playing at Philadelphia, but honestly... Does home field advantage really matter all that much during COVID times? Nobody's at the ballpark. If they are, there are, I don't know, a handful of people. There are a couple of thousand people. So I don't know how much home field advantage uh, really matters in 2020 in the National Football League as we move into 2021. But I digress. The 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 baffling decision to go with Jalen Hurts up against a, a, a top five defense playing for the number one seed in the NFC with something to play for, and you're putting a $35 million mistake on the bench for Jalen Hurts, and you're throwing him to the Wolves, there's no offensive line protection. They have no creativity in play calling. They have no wide receivers, which lends to the lack of creativity. They have no offensive weapons. And you're throwing this guy out against New Orleans and that defense on Sunday at home? Are you kidding me? Like, I don't understand the logic behind this move. Yeah. I, you know, like Carson Wentz 
They guaranteed him $109 million. If he's on the roster next year, they're going to pay this guy. They're on the hook. If he's not on the roster next year, they're on the hook for upwards of $60 million, Tony. It's an untradeable contract. He's not going anywhere. They're going to bench $35 million for a guy they drafted in the second round that has a hard time against college defenses. This is an awful, baffling decision for me. I don't get it at all. I get it. You know what it says to me is that uh, Peterson's trying to save his job for at least a, a little while here. He's looking, they're looking for a scapegoat in Philadelphia. And if it's the offensive line, if it's the plays they call, if it's the football team, the coach, the, it all falls on the coach. The one thing that doesn't fall on the coach is, does the quarterback go out and actually perform? How much of that is up to the quarterback? I think Doug Peters is trying to save his job. And I think he's trying to say, we put everything in place. We had everything all mapped out. Carson Wentz is underperforming this year. It's his fault. I'm going to try and I'm going to put him on the bench. At one point, he's going to bring him back. And when he brings him back, he's hoping that he's going to be motivated to play better. And if he plays better, it'll end up saving Peterson his job. What I think is happening right now is Doug Peterson is buying time. That's what's happening. Yeah, maybe you're maybe you maybe you're right, but ultimately, like I said, it, to me it's an untradeable contract. You know, at this point, you should be maybe working a little bit more with Carson Wentz, trying to inspire Carson Wentz. This guy got sacked four times last week. What's going to happen to Jalen Hurts? And listen, I'm not, again, I'm not lobbying for Carson Wentz as the savior here. He's a, a thousand percent part of the problem in Philadelphia. I yeah. don't think Carson Wentz is all that talented. I don't think he'll be a number one quarterback, a top tier NFL quarterback that we talk about. Is like, oh, is he in the top five best quarterbacks in the league? I don't know if Carson Wentz will er, will ever reach those heights. But what I do know is they guaranteed this guy $109 million. You better figure this out before you eat that salary. Is it too early to talk about if the New England Patriots squeak in and make the playoffs, that yeah. Belichick's your coach of the year? Uh, totally possible. I mean, look, you look at that roster, there's nothing about the New England Patriots to me that even screams 500. So totally. I mean, Bill Belichick, to me, put on a masterclass against Arizona and Tyler Murray a couple of weeks ago. And then obviously, I mean, the complete dismantling of Justin Herbert and, and uh, the rest of the Chargers last week to the tune of a 45 nothing beatdown. I mean, who the hell scores twice on special teams? What, what team does that in the NFL? I mean, that was that was ridiculous on Sunday. I can't believe I had the Chargers as part of my sick picks. And you warned me. I have to tell you, you warned me to go with that coach. I feel like such an idiot. Very quickly on the bottom five, the Chargers are obviously in my category. Yeah. I got Jets, Jags, Bengals, Chargers, Cowboys. Are yeah. we on the same page? Do you have yeah. the same order or not? Yeah, same page for me. And as you know, like all season long, I've been telling you that you have to put Kansas City as the number one team. So they are the number one team in the NFL to me. The one thing I did do was yeah. I flopped teams. I moved Green Bay last week from four. I moved them up to number three. And I dropped the Saints down to number four. And Buffalo is my number five team with Pittsburgh at number two. So that's my top five. Wow. I got Kansas City at number one. I'll agree with you there. I got Pittsburgh at number two, just one loss in the season. I'm going to stick with the New Orleans Saints. They're doing it without Drew Brees in a rematch game versus Atlanta that some people thought, hey, you know what? They might lose, but they won with their backup quarterback anyway. I got Green Bay at number four. And what an incredible performance by Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills on Monday Night Football. Four touchdowns and incredible numbers for him. The Bills have cracked my top five in the power rankings. Moving right along, wrapping up here in a couple of minutes, 
We have one game left to, to, uh, to talk about, and it's the game that's going to take place tonight on Tuesday night, and it's the Baltimore Ravens versus the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, the Baltimore Ravens, Tony, going this is a nine-point favorites. Uh, Mark Ingram, Dobbins, Lamar Jackson, all back off the COVID-19 list. The over-under here is at 45.5 points. Uh, we know the Baltimore Ravens love rushing the ball. The, uh, the uh, Dallas Cowboys uh, are not only uh, one of the worst teams in the turnover margin, they're minus 13 in that category. They've, com- they've committed 23 turnovers this season. Over- only the Broncos have turned the ball over more. And, of, of course, we know the injuries. They're depleted on the offensive line. Guys like Zach Martin, Cam Irvin, both out uh, for tonight's contest. Lamar Jackson, we know he's allergic to big games. He's 0-2 this season against the spread in primetime. But guess what? The Cowboys are 0-3 against the spread yeah. in primetime game. So something has to give here. What I think is going to happen is over 45 and a half points. The Dallas Cowboys, one of the worst, uh, the worst team, really. Uh, they're giving up over 32 points a game. I expect no difference here. I love over 45 and a half. And if you're looking for some uh, some prop bet action, I got a good value bet that I think we might see cash today. And that's Des Bryant to just score a touchdown in the game today. He's playing the Dallas Cowboys, the team he played for for eight seasons. Uh, you're getting odds at plus 333. So you bet $100, you can win 333 bucks if Des Bryant scores one touchdown tonight. I love that pick. I really do because here's the bottom line, Sean. Baltimore is playing their game of the year. They have a record of 6-5. and five. They can't afford to lose any more games. They've got to turn it around here. Lamar Jackson has a lot to prove because a lot of people are saying that he's getting exposed this year for being a one-dimensional quarterback. The yeah. Dallas Cowboys have absolutely nothing to play for. They're not going to win their division. They're not going to make their playoffs. This team's going to tap out. If the game is going over, and I agree with you that it will, yeah. I'm also going to say that the Baltimore Ravens will cover this game and win by at least 10 points. Well, it's a good one, but you know, we're hoping for offense. The Baltimore Ravens have lost uh, three in a row, and they've only scored 18 points over that stretch. So we're hoping for offense tonight. That's uh, yet another edition of the Sick Podcast. But, Sean, you and I can't wait for the next Sick Podcast because we got a big-time guest coming up. Ian Rappaport, NFL insider extraordinaire of the NFL Network, will join us with a plethora of things to talk about. Oh, I can't wait to talk to Ian Rappaport. It's going to be fascinating. And remember, this guy broke in with the New England Patriots dynasty, Tony. He was there from day one. It's going to be a fascinating discussion. And, of course, we have another big-time NFL guest coming up. Uh, But you're going to have to wait for the next episode to tell you who it is. This was the Sick Podcast. Tell all your friends about it. Listen to us on all social media platforms. And follow us on Instagram at the Sick Podcast. And also our Facebook page at the Sick Podcast. Because this podcast is sick. Until next time with Ian Rappaport. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next week. Follow the Sick Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.